0: Taverncast is brought to you by Typefrag, Ventrilo Hosting, and Ventrilo Servers. Check them out at www.typefrag.com.
1: With the wide, wide world of Warcraft, it's another episode of SportsCenter Tack!
2: A wild day in World of Warcraft, Rogue Alliance's number one free agent, Promley, goes to the Tennessee Pickpockets, and they agree to terms, eight years, 136 million. Meanwhile, a horrible Sunday for the Horde in Arathi Basin, they lose to an Alliance pug team, and lose Warlock quarterback Infernal Bill for the season. Torn the ACL in his right knee on this play, done for the year. Here's what he had to say. More on that later. Can you say rematch? Despite last night's loss to the Buckeyes, Eloy and Kern stay number two in the AP poll, the BCS, and in our hearts. Will they be able to make a comeback? Here's more from Infernal Bill. it stings, it stings, it stings. He's just got off the leg. Cut it off, Mommy. More on these stories coming up on TavernCast.
1: Welcome to the Thunderbrew Distillery here in Calanus, Dunmoral. Dust off your favorite drinking mug. order up a pint of Rhapsody Malt, and settle in. It's time for another round of Tavern Cast. With your hosts, Cromley, Eloysius, Inferno Bill, and Kern Cater, we'll bring ye tools, tips, tales, and tricks from the great world of Warcraft. <laughs>
3: Welcome to TavernCast29. I'm Cromley. I'm Aloysius. This is Kern Katerin. And this is Infernal Bill. Welcome to the show. Visit us
4: on the web at www.taverncast.com.
0: And you can give us a call on our Skype line, which is 734-418-8727.
1: What are we drinking this week? Beer.
5: Mm, beer. beer!
2: beer. Surprising. <laughs> <laughs>
5: Welcome in It's heaven on earth for all you know.
4: We are into November here. We're coming this is the Thanksgiving show. Essentially, so we're at the uh,
5: we're at the end of the
4: Oktoberfest period, so we decided we'd uh, do a little Oktoberfest beer while the season is still Sort of in play, even though it's actually kind
0: of Well, would this be considered actually Oktoberfest?
3: What? Oktoberfest? Oknoverber? Novtober. Oktoberfest? No. -no No Der. Crap. (laughs) Just call it Derfest. Derfest.
4: Oktoberfest. We were drinking Oktoberfest lager. Actually, the Taverncast crew is drinking in Michigan, is drinking something different than the Taverncast one man show in California.
5: Woohoo!
2: Hacker Shore Oktoberfest. (laughs) And. Ah. um, and
4: it's an uh, Amber Marzen. What are you drinking, Bill?
2: Uh, I'm drinking Oktoberfest, and it is a Marzen beer. Right. What's the brand? <laughs> oh. Oh. Be very right back.
3: <laughs> please please hold. Technical difficulty.
2: <laughs> I am drinking Spaten Munich Oktoberfest, or Marzen. And why do the Germans have to spell Oktober with a K? I mean, really? Does it make it that is much it really more German? Like Do they not that's, like C's? I was
4: spelled. Yeah. Okay, so Marzen. Marzen beer—that's the actual term for it. Uh, it was a new style of beer developed in the 1830s by a brewer named Anton Dreher. D-R-E-H-E-R. Our hero. So 1830s. Time,
2: this is 1830s. since 1397. Oh, well, don't, don't. well, then they're
4: lying about it, don't. because that's not when this that's style when of beer was, was developed.
3: Very interesting. Well, not
2: the whole style <laughs> of beer wasn't
3: even here until the 1830s. But they had beer before 1830. No, they didn't.
4: Lies. <laughs> um, so before refrigeration was possible, it was nearly impossible to brew beer in the summer due to the hot weather, and you know the beer would get these nasty bacterial infections, just fun. and bird flu would grow in the beer. So
0: of friend of mine.
4: Brewing would uh, end with the coming of spring <laughs> and then begin again in the fall. So most of these beers were brewed in March, which comes a Marzen, which is German for March. So Marzen beer is March beer. The beer was kept cold in cold storage over the spring and summer months uh, so they keep fresh. So that's basically the whole idea behind Marzen beer. So so why is it called October beer then? Okay. Uh, well,
2: because they would come out in October. <laughs>
4: Well, no, no, when no, it no. says that, that's, March no, beer, no, the October. Thing. Which I have a
2: very good idea, Hansi. This March beer that we made, <laughs> it will keep till October. It doesn't not quite as fresh. It's only six months old and tastes like ass. But we'll call it Oktoberfest, <laughs> and everyone will <laughs> like it. Yeah, that's a fantastic idea. Let's do it. The reason
4: it got the whole Oktoberfest moniker is because that was the beer because it was so popular that became the Oktoberfest official beer for the next hundred years or so in Munich. Ah.
0: Uh. So they that's they why. they stored it for six months and they drank it for a hundred years? What?
2: <laughs> Isn't okay. drinking let, Mars and beer in October like having candy this- canes in July? I mean, that's what I'm Thank saying. Thank you. To make this simple for everyone out there, in the 1300s,
4: Mars and beer was brewed by the 1830s for a hundred years and laid up until Oktoberfest this year. Six when
3: we're months later, it now
0: dogs and cats After living March. together. Mass, Mass hysteria. hysteria. That's why it's Actually, is. all
3: this beer was brewed in March of 1300, right? Isn't that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then the I drain
0: I landed sad. in this temporal ship, and all was good.
3: <laughs> and they brought Look, it forward in time. Gobble,
0: gobble, gobble, gobble.
4: It's beer. It's good. Go drink it. It's Turkey beer. Well, if you see yeah. the word Marzen go drink that. By the way, by the way, just so you guys know, I found this interesting. You guys do know that uh, the Dinosaurs Smoke Beer we and, had a couple no. shows back? Mm-hmm. That was Marzen too. But it was it was rauch beer Marzen. smoke beer Marzen, March right smoke beer Marzen beer so it was basically Oktoberfest ale that was done over uh, oak fire or whatever to give it the smoke.
0: I call flavor. shenanigans! So... That didn't taste anything like this. That <laughs> no, was but ass because it, it had
3: bacon in it, bacon smoke <laughs> because it was all the smoking in it.
0: Uh,
4: That's
3: so, why this so, is also so good. So yeah. is uh, like Colt Forty Five? Is that a Marzen beer? No. <laughs> <laughs>
5: Oh, okay. (laughs) Okay, cheers. Don't do that again.
0: (laughs) Like, oh my god, I'm drinking March beer. (laughs) It's the Man!
1: Like sands through the hourglass, so are the days of our lives.
2: We all had a great week this week, some of us more than others. Aloysius, what did you do this week? Well, what did I do this week? I, I finally got exalted with
4: Alterac Valley. Boy,
2: not, nothing and like Wind to the last congrats.
4: minute. Well, yeah, you know, they're, they're getting ready to change the whole battleground thing. You know, everybody's sort of hot on the whole idea of the battlegrounds are about to change, and it's going to be pretty fundamental, and it's going to be kind of fun, so... I, whether I'm right or wrong on this, have put so many hours into getting my rep up with AV. Uh, I decided that even if they're not going to gimp the rep and and take some of those items away at the exalted level, and who knows what they're going to do with them, how they're how they're going to play in the new system. So I just decided I would finish up my my rep grind and get the items before I got stuck having to you know go all the way up to some new tree to get them again. Yeah, and I was only, I mean, I was. As of last week I think I was about four or five bars away and as of yesterday I was like two bars away and hoping that maybe the new patch comes out on Tuesday, um, you know, I was like, I gotta hurry up and get it done. So I got it done and uh I got the Tome of Shadow Force, which is the good book for warlocks. The offhand uh book plus what is it build? Thirty seven? No, thirty four damage, yeah. plus thirty four shadow spell damage. Um Really? Yeah, which is really awesome. And, it's one of the uh, best
2: warlock books in the game. That's it's awesome. Yeah. or shadow
4: priest. Or sh- hello. Since I saw that the Frostwolf wolf mount, uh, the the uh, wolf was only eight gold, <laughs> decided to splurge. I was there. like, hey, eight gold, I'll buy a wolf and ride it around. Yeah, so why not? got a little got a little wolf to ride around and. Uh,
2: <laughs> that was eight, so yeah, it was pretty cool. That was eight gold because you already had your epic mount, though, right?
4: Right, right. So the riding skill was already taken care of. Yeah, you know that's
2: the big piece. Believe me.
4: Yeah. So yeah, that that was the deal there, and I, you know, I'm glad that I did it and finally have that item. But I'm I'm really eagerly looking forward to the new PvP system. So I'm gonna just stop messing around with it now and grinding honor because I don't I never really wanted to grind honor to get a rank because it's just I didn't like the sliding scale and the yeah, fact it that it would de- your rank would deteriorate over time. But now that it's not going to do that, hey, I'm I'm all into it. I'll. I'll probably be playing a lot more PvP now uh, than I have been. And then the other thing that I think I've decided, I'm evolving as to what I'm going to do during the Burning Crusade, but obviously I'm still working to play a paladin, but I think what I'm going to do now is make it that my warlock is the PvP character. And the paladin will be the PVE raiding character, and I may not sense. interchange the two because, as, as I see it, by spending so much time in the battlegrounds again lately, has convinced me how just badass deadly the war looks, warlocks are in yeah, battlegrounds. I, can, yeah, I, I mean, that. I can accumulate honor and rep so fast because I can just dot everything under the sun and live a long time, and you know,
3: it's really like do that after people.
4: Yeah, and... I was consistently, even if I wasn't having a very good day, I was consistently at the top of the damage charts in battlegrounds, and that was never the case when I played uh, the paladin. And I could have just sucked. <laughs> you were at the top of the chart.
3: You were at the bottom. So, yeah, but yeah.
4: but the paladin just I mean, you can't kill as many people with the paladin. You mm-hmm. you know
3: and you many times even, even how
4: I deal with them as a warlock, they're more of a nuisance than they are a real threat. Mm-hmm. So you know, um I think I think that I'm gonna just make the warlock the primary PvP character and get cool. the paladin to be the raiding character and not worry so much about climbing up that specific ladder again. So you're gonna
0: forego that really, really cool tier four warlock armor that we saw? <laughs>
2: forego that assumes assumes you actually can get it try not to remind me (laughs) you have to be able to attain something before you can forego it yeah 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 uh yeah
4: let's just say this i never say never i may change my mind (laughs) but that's (laughs) where that's my current thinking that's (laughs) my current (laughs) thinking cromley how about you
3: i've been playing a lot of alts is what i've been doing one of which i've been doing battlegrounds a little bit with um cromlock which is my warlock speaking of deadly uh, pvp characters so it's my first warlock, so I've been leveling up with the goal of using him in battlegrounds in the 20 to 29 range.
4: Huh? What's your read on warlocks? I'm just curious. I mean you, I'd say they're very
3: one. powerful uh, in PvP. What level are you again? He's like 15.
4: but even at 15 even at 15 it? you
3: have fear you don't have seduce you don't have the seduce pet, which I would assume is pretty big at least in duels and you don't have the spelllock stuff. but you have um, dot you still have three dots, you have fear. That's a pretty big combination right <clears> there. Consider you this, and pets.
2: You have, at level 15, you have a worthless pet for PvP. I mean, uh, well, yeah. maybe the Imp, I guess you could use. Are you talking about
4: the Voidwalker?
2: But after, so uh, just imagine now having, like, all the things you have now, and then you get a really Plus, good pet. some super
3: pets, yeah. yeah. Well, even the Voidwalker is a little bit handy in that I could just send him after people and not worry about him. He didn't really give me anything, so, you know, I, I would start, since I started the battle with him, I had him, ever, or maybe since I had summoned him. I had him at, at every time I re- resurrected, so, you know, the first wounded Alliance player I saw, I just sent him after him and not worry about him. If he got killed, whatever. You know, no big loss. Can you sacrifice the Voidwalker yet? At this not yet. Level? No. Actually, I think okay. I just got it. I just got it at like, level maybe 16 or 14 or something. Yeah, yeah, I just got that, so that'll be handy to yeah. try it to play with. So I've been playing that, and I've been playing my Mage and my Rogue Alts. Um, I haven't been playing the Shaman that much because, you know, most of what I did with the Shaman really was raiding and PvP, and PvP's being reset and the rating I don't see any point to working on all that gear because as everyone keeps saying it's all going to get replaced and uh you know two levels or three levels of of the Burning Crusade so are you going to keep playing your shaman? Yeah, I think so. I'm hoping to get the rogue up to 60 by the time the Burning Crusade comes out and I'm thinking that depending on what what's going on on a given night if there's a raid going in somewhere I'll just take either one depending on what we need. So, yeah. it just depends. It'll give me some versatility at least. And Kern, so what have you been doing this week? <laughs> well, Besides funny, having a bottle cap stuck to your head. Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this week, I went to Live Strat for the first time. Awesome. Which is a lot of fun. I've um, been in playing. A long time. And the odd hours with my Aussie friends, and those of us that work third shift. Um, so we've got a, a pretty good group of people that know these instances like the back of their hand. This was my first time through live I Had a pretty good time learning more more about crowd control and uh, what kind of pulls are good. I've also been doing battlegrounds with some of the uh, the late night folks, having a blast in Arathi Basin. Just a blast.
3: It's fun, um, isn't it?
0: It is the most the most fun part. Of it, now let me go. Let me take a step back. Arathi Basin is a lot of fun. Did Alterac Valley last night? A big group of us did it after a, an event that I'm going to talk about in a minute. And I couldn't keep things straight. Like, I it was it was a map that I was unfamiliar with. Yeah, it takes it was getting used to. Huge, huge map, and you had people all over the place. People and the say, players are
3: so helpful. Well,
0: yeah, we had actually we had a lot of pods <laughs> in there, so the it guild. was helpful. But but yeah. you know, trying to figure out what your objectives were, and then you could do different different parts of you know gathering quests and going here and going there, and people were using their trinkets, and I had no idea what the hell they're talking about with trinkets.
2: yeah? Can, uh, can I give you a little tip? There is something in the battlegrounds that I only learned very late in having played it for some reason and it is an incredible utility. It is a great tip. It's the battle map. You can actually, I believe it's shift left click on your horde or horde or your uh, faction icon whether it's horde or alliance and it'll create mm-hmm. this little box which is uh, essentially a mini map, another mini map that's on your screen mm-hmm. that you can position that shows the location of everybody in your raid. Where they are, and it's incredibly helpful for things like, wow. especially that. especially Arathi Basin, where you can see you know which nodes are being covered by how many people. It's invaluable.
0: Oh, that's really cool. So a that that's different than the regular map that you'd be able to use yeah. no, in
2: it's it's okay. in the it's in the Blizzard UI. So it's Shift awesome. click on your um, Horde icon for us and Alliance icon for the less enlightened folk. <laughs>
0: I'm loving Arathi Basin just because uh, one of the things that, that one of our guildies showed me was Shadow Priests. Those of you who are okay, awesome Shadow Priests, <laughs> the only real class out author that matters. Thank you very much. If you go to the top of the lumber mill and you stand there by the flag and you've got warriors or druids or whoever... They keep the mobs busy, and you mind control the mob and jump them off the cliff. It's so much fun. It's fantastic. Do they, they die? They die because oh, yeah. they, you get their health down about half far. They're all dotted up with all this crap, yeah. and you mind control them and just walk them real slowly. You can emote them saying, ha you're going to die or whatever. <laughs> and you throw them off the cliff. It's so much fun. It's fun for me doing it because, I, because I'm, I'm sitting there and I'm, I'm pressing my keys going, go, 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 because they have a really high resistance to mind control. But also, you know, you've got all the other people around you that are in your raid that are just laughing their (laughs) ass off. It's so funny. Mm -hmm. So that's it's been a ton of fun for me for that. And I still am having a hard time wrapping my brain around the whole rep honor thing. I, you know, this is my first time, even though you guys have been talking about it for months and months and months and doing it for even longer, it's still hard for me to really understand what it is. Like I'm getting all these tokens, I'm turning it in, I'm going, hey, where is my rep? And I want to buy the stuff before the big patch, but what do I need? And people have been telling me over and over again, but I either I'm not listening or it's going in when you're not the other well, we'll,
4: we'll have you again with that off mike but I, we tell you on mike but the problem is it's all about to change and yeah. i know so if, we, if we tell it to you now it's like it's going to be dated by the time the show
0: right out. and i don't and i don't want people to have to listen to my my uh my inability to to focus but for, for people be. who want
4: to know that in case the patch doesn't come out by the time the show comes out just kill as much as you can in there that's the that's the best way to just go ahead and get ripped just kill 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 as much as you can winning helps too yeah, but I mean, you know, there's I'm just trying to skip all the permutations <laughs> of how you can get the rep. Just nah. kill a bunch and you're going to get rep automatically. Just being there is going to get you rep.
0: Yeah, the other the other really cool thing that I've done the past couple weeks, um, we've had a couple of guild members who have taken on guild events of their own. Before the guild events have generally been run by the officers. So one of our one of our guild members, Zade, did this awesome Halloween event, um, and I will post more information about it on the forum so those of you can kind of see how he did it. I'll get his feedback and we'll kind of post it there for you. But he did a huge multi day gathering event. Certain um, items that would be great for the guild for making armor or making potions or whatever for the raid groups or for the, the younger players that were coming up. And then it culminated in, in a massive uh, all-guild event, which involved running our uh, our guild master character to Raven Hill and summoning Stitches and, and carrying everybody down to Darkshire and taking the town. We actually held the inn for about 45 minutes to an hour, totally overtook the inn, killed the NPCs, uh, everybody took a bath in the big apple-bobbing bin. It was it was great. Much fun was had. So that was a great time. The most recent event that we had was from one of our guildmates, Samarius, and he organized this huge event, took a couple days to get ready, where we had druids and a couple of warlocks, where they went into Darnassus, of course, we're Horde, they went into, Darn- into Darnassus behind the Temple of the Moon and summoned a whole raid of us where nobody else could see. Either. And then we all went inside, ran around the inside of the Temple of the Moon and assaulted uh, Whisperwind. Yeah, we got her down to like 95%, and we oh, all like, completely wiped. Oh, we're, I'm, I'm, we're hitting her and hitting her, and she's throwing down Starfire, and we're all just dropping. It wasn't really her,
4: though, as much as it was the guards. The yeah. guard spawn was crazy. They were, like rabbits. 50 they were
0: like guards. They were literally like rabbits. You just turn around, and there were 30 million of them. But I've got to gotta give mad props to, to Sim for organizing. It was a huge undertaking. So, yes, yeah, so we had a really good time this week.
3: Awesome.
0: Hey, Bill, what'd you do?
2: Well, I'm glad you asked. Not really, because I don't like talking that much. But do you care? But what I did do this week... good thing you're on a podcast. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> do, you... <laughs> do you care? <laughs> the um... I've been doing a lot of raiding with my warlock, mainly Thursday, Friday, and Saturday night, which is the official... Raid nights, I guess, of the pod people. When we were doing a lot of molten core, as many of our listeners know, uh, at the end of the summer when we started going into molten core, it was less—it was less difficult than we had expected, uh, and we got to Luciferon in, in pretty good working order. It's just still a very long and time-consuming instance. I find that, and I think we've mentioned this before, is that other instances, say for instance, Zul'Gurub, or Garab or however you want to pronounce it, Tabard <laughs> was um <laughs> Archard. Well, <laughs> I prefer Grub. They're, uh, like they're grub. winged instances, and the wi- er, you know the winged ones are great because you can almost pick up where you left off on it on on a following night. But molten core, if you've if you've cleared all the way up to Luciferon, or if you're gonna do a um. Lucifron. If, if you've cleared all the way up to Major Domo and and Ragnaros, and you're going to do a, a Domo Ragnaros run, say on a second or third night, it, it's it's still very time consuming. So you find yourself clearing a, like about an hour's worth of trash just to get up to there. Mm-hmm. So it it it, which you know that can be fun. It's not nearly quite as much fun as, as something that's a little bit more challenging, in my opinion. So the pod people try to make their own fun. Um, one of the things we did, we tried to create our own fun by uh, by having a Star Wars game, which is like a drinking game in college. But essentially, you take any given Star Wars quote and insert the word pants into it instead of the actual quote. So, you know, like, may the pants be with you. <laughs> These aren't the pants you're looking for. Help me, Obi-Wan. You're my only pants. A million
4: right. pants cried out in terror and were suddenly silenced.
2: <laughs> the pants shot first.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
2: so, but so yeah, so we've been doing that, and then uh, we had enough people getting our uh, getting their Anixia keys. So we've been going against um, the big dragon Anixia herself, which is a, a really fun instance because it's so short. But it is a pure boss instance. You go; It's pretty much straight to the boss, straight to the hardcore, very difficult stuff if you're not geared out for it or if you've never downed Onyxia before, which we have not. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got her down to about 2%, which is definitely frustrating. But fighting against those big bosses when you're not quite there is definitely a frustrating experience. Uh, everybody has to become as well-equipped as possible with as many potions to kind of uh give you that little edge above and beyond what your gear really should be allowing you to do uh in order to pull that down. And if anybody's familiar with anixia fight which I assume thanks to our friend dives in Europe for uh for enlightening <laughs> us all on how yeah, that can actually that go.
5: That's a 50 dkp minus.
2: It can become very frustrating in the middle of it when she does a deep breath which is essentially a, m- a massive napalm Uh, bomb that she hits everybody with and you see half your raid raid wiped out. There's nothing that's really conclusive as to how to avoid a deep breath or how to make one not occur. It's a matter of trying to stay out of the deep breath when it does occur. So you're finding yourself banging your head against a wall with a very hard, a very high repair bill, tweaking yourself out and after five or six wipes and getting her down to 2%, it's, um, like I said, different.
3: it's just a different kind of yourself.
2: fun. <laughs> yeah,
4: I wouldn't call it so much fun. I think, the, I think the problem that that we've been having is its coordination. I mean, staying out of the deep breaths. Once you understand what she's doing, where she is, and how to stay out of her way, how to stay out of the zone that she's going to do the deep breaths, is actually pretty easy. It's just coordinating forty people to do the same thing and not die, and that's that's the complicated part. I, I actually think that Anixia is one of the harder fights that I've seen in the game, and people have said, "Oh, it's you know, it's so easy." Well, I mean. Principally, I guess it's easy, but from a coordination standpoint with 40 people, mm-hmm. not so much, because it's, it's like a big dance. It's a big dance, and if people aren't coordinating that dance well, then they're all over the floor.
3: It's like a square dance or more of like a disco? I think it's, a fo- it's like kind of a modern Fox dance. A Fox no, it's Fox like a track? modern dance. Not like ballroom? And it's a- and if you
2: step on your partner's shoes, she kicks you in the junk, and you have a giant repair bill. So it's a little bit different in that respect.
0: It makes me wonder if we should you know, bring along maybe some dental floss and some Listerine. If maybe her deep breath wouldn't be quite so, cost- so yeah, costly. Yeah, yeah.
3: It'd be worth a try.
2: Yeah. So then on the third night, so if we're not in Molten Core and we're not uh, fighting a Nixie, I've been doing, uh, we did venture into AQ-20, which is fun. Uh, we um, we did the first boss, and then we did the Rajax event, and we actually even killed Buru. That Rajax event is a fun one because there's eight waves of mobs that come and attack you, and you really have to be on your toes and know which order to kill these guys in. And then Blizzard makes it even easier by actually bugging, no pun intended, the Ragex event, uh, by by having the waves not come after you. So on the one hand, it's kind of nice because you fall out of combat and everybody that's mana-dependent can basically drink and eat and and regain your mana and health. But on the other hand, the next wave is still on a timer, so if you don't pull... If you don't pull the next wave, you could end up getting two waves, or or it's just a shorter time that you have with the next wave. Mm-hmm. It can be really, really brutal. Is and Ray but Jax with
4: the less famous twin of the Ajax family, the other twin <laughs> going on to be famous for his laundry detergent.
2: Yeah, it's nice. So. You can kill him, and the loot you get, you put in the back of your refrigerator, and it keeps things fresh. So awesome. it's um awesome. yeah. cool. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, it's good that way. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've had a, a priest for some time, but really hadn't leveled him past. I don't know, 10 or something. It's actually really fun. It's amazing that, that I mean, to learn what other classes can do, the spirit tap talent is, I mean, unbelievable. Isn't it awesome? It's ridiculous is Mm -hmm. what it is. I mean, it's like, it's almost a little unfair. But I'm not going to tell Blizzard. But they don't listen anyways. Uh It was funny. Last night I went to go to Dungarok whatever the hell its name is, by myself. And lo and behold, I see this warlock that is previously supposed to be in Alterac Valley grinding out his book of Shadow Force or whatever it is. And the um, <laughs> and he, he stands there and is like, hey, you need some help? I'm like, sure. So he sees me killing this giant spider outside Dungarok. And I'm, you know, just being an idiot going, ah, help me, help me. <laughs> and I shield myself and the spider keeps whacking at me. And so he's just sitting there watching me. And i found like, amusing. come on can't you lend me a hand please help me and I'm shielding nah, really. myself and healing myself and I'm waiting for him to That's just throw one dot on the spider and he just mumbles back loser and no sooner <laughs> did he mumble back loser to me in it, like as a say but somebody was walking by at the time and they thought he was talking to them so <laughs> <See? laughs> <laughs> the guy yeah. starts yelling at, at Eloy, going, hey, who are you calling a loser? Yeah, I got Mike? these nice whispers back.
4: And I, I was trying to explain to him, no, 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 I'm talking to my buddy who's in my guild here. He goes, yeah, whatever, asshole.
5: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: you know, the
3: truth yeah. carries, you know.
2: Sorry. Uh, yeah, so be careful what you say. You never know who's going to come wandering along. That probably works for Blizzard
3: or something. Too funny. Mm-hmm.
2: So that's what I've been doing.
6: Hi, this is Zabros, a 60 Torin druid from the pod people on Whisperwind. Now with the patch coming out on January 16th and people running around wondering what will happen when Battleground's reputation runs out, it's worthwhile taking a look at what other reputations you can grind in the meantime to get yourselves ready and earn some lasting rewards that will do well for you in the expansion. This week I'd like to talk about the Cenarian Circle, a group of druids whose main base of operations is in Silithus. The Cenarian Circle are at war with the Karaji, the Silithid, and the Twilight's Hammer cult, and earning their reputation basically means fighting their wars for them against all three groups. Up until about Honoured, a good source of reputation is killing the Twilight cultists, but beyond that, the best source of reputation is definitely running the two large instances, AQ20 and AQ40, down the very southern end of Silithus, which is at the southern tip of Kalimdor. Reputation's a long grind in the Scenarian Circle, but there are rewards that come with it. Uh, for a start, if you're a crafter of cloth, leather, or plate, you have the option of creating some wonderful nature-resist gear, it's good not only in AQ for 20 and 40, but also in Dire Zalgurub and, I believe, parts of the expansion. Tailors can also make the much sought-after Scenarian herb bags. And for the rest of us, there's some lovely gear to be had. Each class has an epic set of a ring, cloak, and weapon, which is a three-piece set with nice bonuses. And there's plenty of other gear to be earned in tactical, logistics, and combat quests out of Scenarian Hold. Some of these quests are soloable, but in general it's usually good to bring a friend or two, because Scenarian's just one of those reputations where many hands really do make light work. That's all for now. Catch you next time when I'll be talking about the Argent Dawn.
4: Okay, so it's Thanksgiving time here in the United States. And uh, like we did last year, we had a whole Thanksgiving thing where we went around the around the table and said asked, what were we most thankful for in the past year in World of Warcraft? So I figured we would revisit that and go around the table and see what everybody is most thankful for in their past year of playing World of Warcraft. So I'll start off. What am I most thankful for in the past year with WoW? And what I came up with was that... This year has taken me from my previous experience in rating, which was bad and short lived and got limited experience with the i don't know I wouldn't even call it the high end but it got me into molten core and it was a bad experience <laughs> and at the beginning of the year, there was no rating at all and at the end of the year, I've gotten you know a taste of rating in a q20 ZG, MC, been into Blackwing Lair, you know, it's been, it's been really cool, and I've seen a lot now as far as rating. And so I guess I'm thankful for the fact that I've had the opportunity to see a little bit about what the rating game is, even though my conclusion is not that, hey, it's the best thing ever and I love rating. I did for a while. I was really, really into it, and now I may be of the conclusion that rating may not be so much for me in the end. But I'm thankful to have been given the experience to get in there and see what it was all about instead of sitting on the outside, you know, wondering what it was. And I I think it's changed my opinion on it. I mean, I was, uh, I I think, previous to the whole raiding experience, I was anti-most raiding guilds. And now that we actually are part of a uh, sort of a different kind of raiding guild, but it still is a raiding guild. We're
0: a casual guild that raids.
4: It's a different experience being on the inside. So... It's not for everybody, but I'm glad I had the experience delivered to me. And I look forward, I really am looking forward actually to see how Burning Crusade will change rating. But yeah, like I said, thankful for the fact I've been given the opportunity to check it out. So, Kern Kadir, how about you next? You're
0: gonna, you are going guys are going to think this is cheesy coming from the girl on the podcast, but I'm thankful for our guild. Um, I play WoW not so much for the loot or for the... Uh, experience of raiding or to become the best pvp or because you know that's really what i'm motivated to do um but i'm i really love the, the people aspect it's not unheard of that i on my nights off will be in undercity and just be talking to people for two to three hours Um, I think it's partially because I'm a pretty social person, but I think it's also because we've just got some really quality people in our guild, and I think that speaks not only to our application process, which has been honed over time, but also just the quality of the people that we have in the guild. Each of them brings something different to the table. Each of them brings something something unique to their play style from their real lives and their own perspectives about where they are personally and the dynamic between everybody is fantastic. All in all, I think that the the social aspect and the social experiment that is this guild is really the thing that keeps coming keeps me coming back and the thing that I'm most thankful for for this game. So Crowley, what are you most thankful for for a while?
3: I actually came up with a few things and you already stole my first one, which is the guild. Cuz I think I think right, it's realistic to say that work? if if we hadn't started the guild and all gotten into it so much, I don't think any of us would still be playing. Well, maybe we would Even just with for the, the podcast, podcast, but I don't know. I mean, it would have been May hard. Not. Think May about. Not. I mean, yeah. would you have leveled up a second character if we were still on Manoroth without having a? I mean, maybe we would have found a good guild over there. That's certainly possible, and gotten into some of the the, the high end stuff. But that would have been a bit of a stretch. I mean, we were trying to do that and not having a particularly good time of it. So, so I think there's a lot to be said for that. You know, a lot of the things that we've gotten to experience in the last year between events and and um, you know all the instances that we never got to try. Um, is really because we have the guild to back us up, so that's cool. I think the other thing I'm thankful for is something that's not out yet, which is the expansion and everything that's coming with that. <laughs> well, especially of course getting up the next levels and all that stuff. I don't really care too much about the new races, but especially the PvP rank thing. Uh, I just thought the PvP system before was just stupid and broken, and I'm glad that they're changing that because, it, like you said, it never made any sense to me that I could I could PvP and PvP well. I think and and you know get some amount of rank and then lose it in a week and start sliding down the rank you know if i can't play for a week or if i just don't feel like it and why why would you pen you don't penalize you know any in any other aspect of the game you're not penalized for that so why would you do it in that one so i'm so glad they're resetting that and hopefully making it a a better system we'll find out cool so that's 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 my stuff it's a good
4: one uh doomsday bill you're up (laughs) you've run out of time to think of an answer
2: Well, it certainly shouldn't have taken me any time to think of of my answer. Before I bought this game, I was the sort of guy that never really understood people connecting with other people over the Internet. It was just an idea that I'd never really considered. I mean, and I don't think it's totally out of whack. The Internet isn't really, you know, that old. I remember, you know, it certainly got big after I was in college or kind of in the later years of college. So most of my interpersonal... Dealings have been with people in the flesh, and most people, when they leave my immediate area, if they go back east, or you know, I live out on the west coast, or if they they basically move to a different area, it's very easy to lose touch. Uh, certainly, with email, it's it's been easier, and and um, being able to pay one's phone bills makes it easier as well. <laughs> but mm-hmm. that notwithstanding, th- this game has been an interesting thing in meeting people that I've never met before. Um, and especially being an officer in a guild the size of our guild. And though our guild is, is great, I mean, it definitely has, um, a lot of the maintenance obligations and administrative work and, and, and thinking and, and setting up, it's almost like setting up a venture, uh, in many respects, building a lot of rules from scratch, trying to keep things fresh, not letting things become stagnant, um, and moving them in a direction that is good for everybody and dealing with the inevitable drama that I think comes up from guild to guild. And having a group... And the way our guild is managed, as I think many people know that are listening to the show, is a group of about ten of us. And getting to know those ten people, again, none of whom have I ever met in real life, who, who you know, are basically thousands of miles away from me, um, is a really interesting experience. And you know, I feel to a certain extent, like I know these people, like I can depend upon these people. I like these people. And these people challenge me in ways that I hadn't really considered being challenged and bringing fresh ideas. We all come, we're all different ages and come from different backgrounds and different perspectives. And it's a great growing process. You, you come to a point in your life when you, when you graduate college and you're in a job and you see a lot of the same people over and over again. And this is a dynamic group of people that are intelligent, have similar interests, that I respect immensely, that many of them think nothing like me whatsoever. So I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for meeting the people that are, that are in the pod people, and I'm thankful for being able to work amongst as diverse a group and for what uh, they have given to me as far as adding a level of diversity in my life that has really been uh, important and valuable to me in, in very many ways. And I'm thankful for the hot loot.
6: Ooh, purples is where it's at.
2: Woo! I loves me the purples. And I'm thankful for DKP. Thank God DKP was ever invented. (laughs) So my god hacks.
3: In four years, we'll all be in tier 17. Ooh.
2: (laughs) I'm playing World
0: of Warcraft 2. Screw you guys and going home.
1: Turkey for me. Turkey Turkey for you. Let's eat the turkey in my big brown shoe. <laughs> turkey lurkey do and turkey lurky dap. I eat that turkey then I take a nap. <laughs> oh, I love
0: turkey on Thanksgiving. <laughs> Happy
1: Thanksgiving, everybody.
6: Eureka!
2: Due to a corporate takeover of Education for Gamers, Team Funjoy, and the Quadrant 4 Alliance, the following is a Taverncast production. Welcome back to the inner workings of the Taverncast Laboratories. We here at Taverncast have been working round the clock more of the secrets of World of Warcraft. We hope you've enjoyed your trip so far and that your gameplay experience has been enhanced. Come along with us once again as we go into the field and experience World of Warcraft the Taverncast way. Come along for more hijinks and fun. Come along as we take you on another Taverncast field trip. If you have not already done so, Please open your TavernCast handbook and turn to the first page of the appropriate chapter. Once you've heard the Taverncast tone, please proceed to the next page and wait there. If for any reason the recording malfunctions or fails, please wait patiently and a customer service technician will respond in the order your malfunction notice was received. Please do not set yourself on fire. Thank you for your purchase of this TavernCast product and we wish you many hours of happy adventuring. please draw your attention to the front of the bus where you will see Dire Mall North.
6: Oh no, not Dire Mall again. I miss Mommy.
2: Don't worry, kids. This is it. The culmination of all of our hard work and prior runs. This week, it's going to take every one of us to focus in and get her done. This week is no ordinary instance. This week, we're doing a tribute run.
1: Yay! i wanna go home.
2: Don't worry, little girl. When all is said and done, you'll be going home as Dire Mall royalty. That's right. Fat loot and glory await, so let's head into Dire Mall North. Oh no, there's guys around that corner.
3: I'm trying to pull this guy back.
2: Yeah, I'm thinking running out might be the plan. Yeah, run out, run out, run out.
3: Yeah, you want a way to start.
4: (laughs) Uh, I'm not really feeling that this is any different than any other Taverncast-based raid with an extra player that is now (laughs) wishing they weren't here.
2: (laughs) So this week, we saw ourselves going into Dire Mall North for our land. seems like we've been going there all summer. Well, actually, we have. But uh, this is going to be our this is going to be our last run into Dire Mall. We're free. It was it was nice. It was a little sad to say goodbye to Dire Mall. Unfortunately, on our way in, we didn't see the um we didn't get a, a chance to take a stop in the pit this time and, and own a boss, but it was eventful nonetheless. Yeah.
3: They're having a big sale too, but we missed that also.
4: Hey. Yeah, I was never able to pick up the CDs I wanted. I know. And Sam I know. Goody was closed for Sam repairs. Goody's went
3: down. Yeah.
0: All the hot pants were on sale.
3: The leap pants were on sale. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Fatty back Look at the ogres With the fatty back
3: Is that the Dire Mall Theme song? <laughs> that is the Dire Mall. They, they need Mall. to work they, On they that It changed over <laughs> The lyrics are, are not so hot <laughs>
2: Hey Justin We love the Sexy back song Can you do one For the g- ogres In <laughs> Dire back. Mall?
6: Yeah We've got Sexy backs. <laughs> not really It's more fatty Okay actually, works, uh, Same I number
4: of I just an email To uh, KFED's agent Ask him if he can do A little uh, Dire Mall <laughs> Field trip uh, Rap haven't heard back yet though. Really.
1: Yeah.
2: Hey FedEx, now that you're done and got plenty of time left, can you start working with the Taverncast? <laughs> <laughs> so our run into Dire Mall North this week was a little bit different than our runs into East and West, not only because it was geographically in a different place, because we did dun, 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 a tribute run. Yes, thank you. A tribute run.
0: What a tribute run?
2: A tribute run is a special event that you can do in Dire Mall North. Actually, in all instances other than Dire Maul North that I can think of, you basically go through the instance in the normal fashion where you kill mobs and you end up killing the boss and you collect the loot. You can do that in Dire Maul North. However, you can do Dire Maul North in an alternative way, which is a bit more challenging. And that way is to actually not kill any of the bosses other than the last boss. There's about three or four bosses that are in Dire Maul North um before the last boss that we'll be dealing with later in this field trip. But instead of actually killing them, you have to deal with them in various ways to get around them. And the idea is is that you get up to the last boss who is the king, you know, the king of the Gordok Ogres. He's the king of Dire Maul. And by by virtue of killing him and overthrowing the fascist regime, you will become the new uh, Gorda
3: king.
1: Whoa, whoa, whoa! I
3: think that's actually a monarchy.
2: It's yeah, a new
1: monarchy. I'm not entirely sure monarchy. that the uh,
4: the type of government huh? style was specified. Was that an addition on your it part? It could have been a
2: constitutional monarchy bill. If you label yourself freedom fighters, it gives you an extra buff that allows <laughs> you to own even more.
4: Yeah, we we bringing, forgot to do that. Yeah, were we bringing a democratic system of government to the oppressed people? Uh, uh, certainly not me. They didn't seem me, to I'm, want it.
2: <laughs> I'm bringing a dictatorship. All hail King Bill! Bow down, your new master. Thank you very much. <laughs> and let me see your Gordok woman. Hey, infernal <laughs> Bill! It's You're good to be king. <laughs> from
4: behind. Wait, wrong episode. <laughs> Nothing like 1.5 ton ogre women.
2: <laughs> That's hot.
4: But the more cushion here. for the pushing. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Woo! <Whoa. laughs> <Wait, laughs> I don't get it. You want to talk about a line cross? <laughs> Here's the
2: line,
4: and there you are in the corner, out the door, across the street. Is Milo in the clue, corner again. Clue in, I'm talking about a fictional fantasy creature here.
2: <laughs> You're talking about pushing the cushion of a fictional character. Bill started it. Which is worse. An
3: ogre, too. And they're if all male, which is even more frightening. Would you jump off a cliff with Bill?
0: Would you hold I, would you He You
3: probably would. Alright, yeah, fascist they government, ogre women, cushion
4: pushing. Okay, Bill. <laughs> fascist
3: Not ogre already. women. What more could you ask for?
2: So the benefit of actually becoming the king of the Gordok ogres or king of Diremoll North is that you get a tribute chest, and within the chest will be items of value that add up with the more bosses you don't kill. So the more bosses I guess that are left alive, yeah. um, you'll get better items in that chest
3: than you would if so you killed them.
2: Then you would. I'm sorry, yes, then you would if you killed them outright
4: if you try to actually go through and kill the bosses they produce relatively weak green items. Hmm. So you don't even
2: get It's a big difference then. Yeah. So the so the best way to do a Dire Maul North run in terms of getting good loot is to do a tribute run and it's a unique way of doing an instance and can be a lot of fun. So for this run into Dire Maul North, we grabbed one of our guildmates again, a Mu guy, who has a number of different characters, but we brought along his druid for his pro tanking skills since
3: he's a resto druid obviously the best choice is a tank <laughs> right, right. That's welcome to the pod Welcome people. to the Yeah <laughs> welcome we to we our own chance. way of doing things
2: <laughs> And for this run we used a different server for our Ventrilo software uh, we ended up using typefrag.com. And I think, uh, Cromwell, you set that up for us. How did you find that?
3: Yeah, they gave us a uh, complimentary um, invitation to their system for a month to try it out since they were going to be uh, sponsoring the show. And so I just used the email they gave me. I logged in, and literally within three minutes, I had a server up and running that I had configured entirely through the web. I didn't have to have Ventrilo installed. I didn't have to set up any of that stuff. You could do it through anything that runs a web browser. Um, and uh, we had everyone log in and using it and it it worked out real nice. I mean through the configuration you could do everything from setting the password um, you can basically configure just about anything you can configure through the actual Ventrillo software which if people actually use Ventrillo you know that it's got a pretty wide range of different things you can set as the admin. The ability to be able to actually just do that through a website without having to you know log into Ventrillo or something means that if you were for example running a vent server for your guild and you're responsible for, keep, for keeping it online. You can do things like, main, you know, keep an eye on it while you're at work. You can even put up a little, like, feed to your own website to let you know if mm. your what the status mm. of your server is on your guild website and things. So, I, I it was it was pretty slick. I, I know
4: has already told me that this doesn't mean anything, but my the, the thing that impressed me so much about their servers was the first time we actually got on the servers and talked. Everybody was like, "Whoa, the Bill, you care. sound great!" Yeah. Whoa.
0: Loisius, I've never heard you sound so swell. I've got to say,
4: it that did
3: sound good.
0: Everything you said was completely over my head, but it sounded great.
3: <laughs> but it worked when it I connected. W- it works when
0: I connected, and that's why I'm going to use typebreak.com. Really Typebreak,
4: good for you if you're smart. Good for you if you're stupid. Visit them at <laughs> www.typebreak.com. And now, returning to field trip, here's
3: Infernal Bill.
2: Boy, you he sounds great. Wait, wait, is
3: he the smart one or the stupid one? He's the stupid <laughs> one. Okay. That's what I thought.
2: So, yeah, once we got that set up, it was pretty good, and we just were able to head right in. But uh, but before you head right in, how about we hear some lore? Smell that? That's the smell of ogres, who seem to have inhabited this little niche of dire Mall. Why are they here, and how do they pick up such choice real estate? Let's let our lore expert, Kern Kater, clue us in.
4: Um,
0: My retinas. This is kind of like retinas. the fat
2: clinic of Warcraft. <laughs> it's it's Dire Mall Fat Camp.
4: Yeah, like, see the structure over there? That's like, like a workout machine. See it?
1: Yeah.
2: There
4: notice you. none of them are on it, though.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wish I had a hair. Twinkie right now. <laughs> Maybe I a Ho Ho. No hey, which one of us <laughs> do you think is going to be the biggest loser? <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, from our previous field trips, we talked about the lore for Dire as you all probably remember, uh, this area was left over from the sundering of the world. Was the old uh, highborn elven palace, divided, separated into three different wings. And being in Mall, the people that took over this area of it were the Gordok ogres, a group of large, fairly ugly, um, obese, hey. back fat having. Except uh,
4: for the women, uh, they're really hot. Right.
3: You just never see them, right? They're always screwing around behind the scenes. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> oh, they're 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 scuttled
4: away in their harems. They're locked oh, back. The Ogre harem. Okay. The, the underground areas of Dire Mall.
2: They're at the Dire Mall Gap. I was going to say, what shop are they in? Victoria's well, they're, they're Secret. They're over in
4: the in the mall proper. Yeah. Shopping Does at this Momo make my back fat show? Let's just make sure that we've we've tied all of them together now. All of the uh, field trip shows in Dire Mall. The the ogre women right. in North are actually over in East in the mall shopping at Sam Goodies. Are we, mm-hmm. are we together mm-hmm. on this now? Or they're
0: actually over having a picnic mm-hmm. in Dire Mall West. Could be. Could, Could be. be. Could be. But
4: you just never see it. Let's just link them together and to make sure instance. everyone's got the whole thing together. Very. Now
0: this, really canon, okay. now, this is also not really canon, but that's okay.
4: Of course it's canon. Everything on TavernCast is canon. We're never We're wrong about Blizzard, anything. This is the official Blizzard lore podcast. They, told they just that. haven't told us that yet. Right.
5: Yeah, right, <laughs> Publicly. Okay.
0: But that's what they're thinking, and you know this because of that tinfoil on your
3: head. I know this because... The dinosaurs I told him. Know. Johnson, we have to come up with
2: new war for the website. I'm sorry, sir. What should we do? God. Guys. Listen to Taverncast! <laughs> Gordok Ogres! backfat. We've got it! This is a job for Taverncast! Tavern oh my god! We could put a Sam Goody in our new instance! <laughs> Excuse me, Blizzard, this lore isn't exactly consistent with what you posted before. We're a little bit concerned that you're obviously interested in something, this mundane podcast called Taverncast, where a bunch of drunks that <laughs> like stupid things <laughs> like lore and are talking about backpack and really, really upset and mad about it! I I'm going to go back to eat Q, or buy my Wii.
3: Can go play with his Wii?
4: (laughs) Blizzard, actually, think about the possibilities, Blizzard. We're we're speaking directly to you now. Think about it, guys. All you have to do to answer every problem that anyone ever brings up to you is just say www.taverncast.com, and they'll go right to (laughs) us, and they'll blame us, and not you.
3: And they'll flame us, and we
4: don't care. It's good for both. It's a symbiotic relationship. But, you know,
0: for for $15 a month, you can get all the right answers.
4: Ah.
3: (laughs) Nice. Nice.
4: Bravo. <laughs> therein lies the business model. Graham. Thank you very much.
0: <laughs> we um, do now. Wow. As I was saying. The big key to this whole part of the instance is, is understanding that the Gordok Ogres are basically just a big tribe of big, heavy dudes with back fat and man's ears. And if you get through <laughs> Why would homes, you not want to go there? It's, it's, like the big, it's like the biggest loser
5: <laughs> convention in Dire Mall North. <laughs> yeah.
0: but, so by being able to get through the instance and achieve all the objectives and make the Gordok Ogre suit, and, and, which you'll hear about a little bit later, and everything like that, you get to be king for a day. And king, for, king of the instance, and they give you all the fat loot that they've been holding on on.
4: And that's the now out on. All you gotta do is on
3: kill the king. Yes. And it could all be yours.
0: And it's all left over from the Sundering of the World. Which of these Ogres will be our fantastic <laughs> biggest loser? Will it
4: be Ogre Moshkosh? Ogre Slipnik or Ogre Shibashwash?
1: I can do it. Uh, I hope it's me. I can't be thin.
4: It's another fantastic episode of the biggest ogre loser on ABC, the Family
2: Network. <laughs> so what have
5: you done today to
2: make you feel proud? Ogres and dogs and demons. Oh my! This wing of Dire Maul has it all, and back fat to spare. But don't worry, with Infernal Bill as our guide, we're sure to have a course plotted for success. I sure hope they have a gas station to ask for directions. Infernal Bill, take it away!
4: By the way, did I tell you guys that they changed <laughs> the name in the Living Seas exhibit in, in, uh, in Epcot? And now it's not the sea C-cab or sea car or deep dive submersible vehicle or whatever. Now it's called the Clam Mobile. Come take a ride on the Clam Mobile.
5: <laughs> oh, I, I was so I we cow-so. didn't we didn't
4: take on the ride, we didn't want to get a disease, so we just stayed away. <laughs> Bring your family and nestle in to the juicy confines of the Clam-Mobile as we take a ride into the deep wet ocean.
5: <laughs> oh, oh, no God. Puke. Ears are bleeding. Oh god.
2: So, to get to Dire Mall North, you have to head north. It's funny, they never actually have a Dire Mall South. I assume that's probably because that's where you're from, right? Maybe that'll be in the expansion. Or, or not. <laughs> the Dire Mall North is another one of those instances where you need the Crescent Key. Uh, like Dire Mall West that we picked up in Dire Mall East back in August. But besides that, uh, you use the key and get in the door, and you're welcome to Dire Mall North. And it's not a very large wing of the instance either. The first room that you're in has a big courtyard down in the center, and that's if you make your way down the ramp that's directly in front of you and make an immediate left and avoid a couple of patrols, you can go right into Dire Mall Library. And that's the fastest way to get to the library to turn in your enchant quests or other quests that are turn-inable. Uh, in the Dire Mall library. <laughs> there's a number of reasons to get in there. So, But if you're going to be doing Dire Mall North as an instance itself, as a tribute run, there's no reason to go down there right now. And in fact, there's no reason to go in that little courtyard. Except there is a first boss that is down there, and he is completely avoidable. If you're not doing a tribute run, you will need to get the key from that boss that's down there for the second door that is later in the instance, uh, which we'll talk about later. There are a number of ways to get through that door. Thorium charges or skeleton keys for blacksmiths. But if you don't have an engineer and you don't have a blacksmith and you don't have any friends in your guild who are, then you need to kill that guard that's down there and get his key. You'll get less tribute in the chest at the end, so it won't be a perfect tribute run, but it is a way to get through that second door. So that being said, you pretty much have to kill that first patrol that's there and you make an immediate left. And what you're gonna find are ogres, uh basically warrior type ogres, you're gonna find magi type ogres and dog packs. And sometimes it'll be a, a warrior type with uh with his little pa- uh, dogs that run around. Mm-hmm. It can be challenging. Dire <laughs> mall N- <laughs> north is a challenging instance. <laughs> yeah, I think. Oh no, a, where did he, he go? Out? But he's coming back with friends.
1: Run out! Oh, oh boy.
2: Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> oh
1: boy.
2: Dude, so oh, much. no way! I'm, I'm dead, dead in the, in the air. The dead air. <laughs> I'm dead
4: in the portal. Hey, Eloy, this is Bill. Got a second? Sure do, Bill. Anything <laughs> for you, buddy. Can't wait to do that Dire Maul North run. That tribute run is short, <laughs> fast, and fun. There's nothing shorter and sweeter in this whole game than the Dire Mall North dire Tribute Mall. Run. It'll only take us about an hour, and after that we can jump on board the clam for some hot, juicy, wet, deep ocean submerging
2: action. Thanks, Bill. <laughs> Thank you, bill. <laughs> yeah.
3: Who's paying the repair bill on this run? Just checking. Uh,
2: I must admit, we did actually wipe a few times. The that, uh, that first, or the, <laughs> I guess it
4: was the third pole of yeah four.
2: Yeah, you get to the end of that first hallway. So you, you kill the, these guys on the left, and then you you go down a little bit to the end of the hallway of that um, first room. And I'll, be sure to take a look on your left to see the dancing um, Gordok ogres for for comedy effect. But the guys that are in front of you, the, there are three of these warrior type ogres and an ogre magi, so it's four in total. And we wiped. They hit like there are twenty of them. Three times. No,
3: no, we went right through without a problem. Remember? Remember? (laughs) Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. We definitely didn't wipe four times on those. We never have issues with (laughs) such a small,
4: insignificant instance.
2: Hey, I got an idea. We should crowd control by bringing them back to the instant in, in the entrance and fearing them. Yeah, let's fear them. Fear. Yeah, they well. run directly to all the other
3: ads. <laughs> yeah, oh, too boy. bad that
4: never happened. But it would have been funny if it did. Yeah, if
3: that had happened, yeah. it'd be funny and kind of sad. Yeah. Uh-oh. Maybe if we
2: pull them way back here and take the risk of fearing one. Yeah, we can do that. It's a little crazy, oh, but it just that might actually work. work. I'm gonna. I didn't read it on Thoughtbot though, so it's not. Yeah, everything on and Thoughtbot is
3: true.
4: If it's not on the web, it, it's, we we can't try it. If someone hasn't already done the work for us, I mean, why should we bother trying?
2: It would have been funny if it happened once. It would have been hysterical if it happened twice.
3: What about if it? I mean, just saying, if it happened four times. Four times. Yeah. That would have been what? Pathetic. Yeah, no, that
0: would have been happening. pathetic.
3: <clears throat> <clears throat> So, this is the part of the uh, event
4: recording that we destroy and never release to the public because <laughs> it might <laughs> let, let in on the
5: uh,
2: ugly truth.
3: That would oh, not lead.
2: You, you people are the five people. You can't get past <laughs> the third pole on Dire Mall well, North. Would you like to ride in the clan mobile? <laughs> <laughs> I would. Anywho so you kill those guys you figure out a way to get past those guys the way we did it we were actually we realized you, you kill the magi guy first um, and let the tank do as much as he can against the uh, warriors and try to um, crowd control those guys as best you can for with whoever you have so then you head up to the next room being very careful of the very first patrol that's there. There's a an, a warrior type guy with a couple, two or three dogs. Um, normally find it most helpful to tie up the ogre with the, your crowd control that you're using and then burn down those dogs. The dogs are not elite, so they're pretty susceptible to AoE damage. Um, so kill those guys first and then go after the, the one um, ogre guy. Always stay to the left. Make that corner, and you're you're in your you're in your second room. The second room to Dire Mall is an important room because at the far side of it, from where you entered, there's a door that requires a key, and the key is in the center of the room, which is kind of in an like an upper deck area. Um, And there's a ramp directly ahead of you that leads to the right, and in the middle of that is where that that key is. In order to get the key. It's easiest to get somebody that can stealth over there. It's not imperative that you get somebody to stealth over there if you're very careful, but it definitely makes it a whole lot easier. The thing that is also important is that the second of the bosses, probably, maybe for some, maybe even the first of the bosses, since you completely avoided that first one, Guard Fengus. It's extremely important to avoid Guard Fengus. Um, because he has a pretty large aggro radius as well as a patrol pattern and he pretty much goes exactly where we are supposed to be going. Uh, and Cromley is going to inform you a little bit better and some tricks and tips that, and to how to avoid guard vengus. So if you're able to successfully avoid guard fengus, which is no small feat, you're going to make your way over to that door that's on the far side. You now have the key in hand that you're able to stealth over and grab and you open up that door and you're into the third part of Dire Mall North, which is a corridor. The mobs change from here on in. Instead of the packs of hounds, say goodbye to the dogs, um, and goodbye to most of the and goodbye to the ogre magi, and you're now going to see ogre warlocks which is kind of consistent with the whole Dire Maul theme. Mm-hmm. And they banish pretty much everybody. They don't have the same restrictions that we warlocks do as far as banishing demons only. They can actually banish players. And it's a real menace when they banish your main healer. Um, but it's still doable, and you want to make sure you get those guys down first. So then you've got two packs of those guys you burn through, and you get to the end of that hallway. And you enter the fourth room, as it were, of Dire Maul North. And at the beginning of that room there are some bugs. It's odd because there really aren't bugs for them for anywhere else other than just that one spot. Of course if you steer off this path and you go to different areas of Dire Maul North there you will see bugs as well. But in this this is one that's unavoidable. And they're pretty easy. You just basically get your tank over there and you AoE those guys down. They're not like your silithid level bugs. These are just bugs bugs. You get past the Bugs Bugs and you're in this, you're in this room and this is a very important room. It kind of makes a U-turn all the way around and you're going to find the third boss in Dire Mall North. This guy's got a very big patrol pattern and he runs over what looks to be an old frost trap and that's going to become very important into getting around this guy. Again, there's a way to get around him if you're very careful and avoid his aggro radius, but the way to fix that trap that Cromley's going to tell us about later is is pretty simple. Anyone can do it. You can Even if you don't have the materials, you can buy them off the auction house. So I highly recommend doing it that way and saving yourself a lot of time and headache. In the far corner on the right-hand side, there's going to be an imp. This imp is very important. He's going to give you a recipe if you're a tailor or a leather worker, I believe, Or, if you don't have a tailor or leather worker, he can do what you, the tailor or leather worker would do, but for double the materials, which is not too bad. Uh, And basically what he does is he makes a Gordok Ogre Suit. The Gordok Ogre Suit is going to be important to get past the fourth boss in Dire North. Uh, so basically, critical for doing our tribute run. The important part of getting the Gordok ogre suit is getting the tannin out of the uh, basket. It rubs the tannin on itself, and that's going to be in the room directly above us. Throughout this entire instance, there is a chance on each mob of getting a key that will release that imp from the shackles to which he is bound. The reason why you'd want to do this is because he will give the per- he will basically give you a very good tailoring recipe. The recipes are very hard to come by and they're normally very, very good. You want to be very careful, though, to do that... Release him after either he has made the ogre, uh, the Gordok ogre suit, or given you the recipe to make it. Because once he is released, he gets the hell out of there.
0: I guess I'm kind of confused about that part. So I don't have to release him if I don't want to.
2: You can't. You normally want to release him so you can get the recipe. But it's a matter of finding the key, which is a random drop off the mobs that are in there. Uh, Sometimes you can do entire tribute runs or entire runs of Daramal North and never see a key. But if you do see a key, that's a part of the instance that you can complete. So once you're able to do that, you make your way around the left, and it's pretty much the same kinds of packs of mobs that we've seen before. Um, Making sure to pull these guys, you know, a pack at a time, and however you've been dealing with them, continue to do so in the same fashion. At the end of that hallway, you're going to see some stairs leading up. You go up those stairs, and you're in the upper deck to that U-turn room that you were in. In the far left corner, there are going to be, that is where that basket is. Be careful when you go to grab that basket, because the, the tannin is bind on pickup. So you can't trade it to somebody and you can't sell it. (laughs) And so you better make sure, Kern Kater, that when, that you have the ability to make the Gordok ogre suit if you pick that thing up. It's so swirly. <laughs> so the this is kind of a reoccurrent theme, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> <What>? <laughs> also, be careful when you grab that tannin that everybody's back at full health, because grabbing the tannin triggers another. It's not really a boss because the guy's unavoidable. Mm. It's another. It's basically a a mob that comes that comes bolting down the uh, down the stairs that are on the other side of this platform, and he will attack you. He's not too tough of a guy but you definitely want to make sure that everybody ready. is ready. Exactly. You dispatch that guy and you go up the stairs and you're at you're at the highest platform in this room. There's ogres to the right of you, ogres in front of you. You killed those guys and you, there's some guys that are to the right and all of these guys are avoidable. So this is the brutal door, because in this door, you actually had to either kill that guy at the very beginning to get the key, or you have to have somebody that's of a specific profession, either blacksmithing or engineering. And if you don't have those two things, then you're you're going to have to kill that guy at the beginning and diminish your tribute. Fortunately for us, Mugai had an alt that was able to use an engineer. Yeah.
3: And we were able to just so he, summon him up to the, the door and go to town.
2: Exactly. He parked his alt... In front of the instance you know, He logged out on the one, logged in on the other Came in, we summoned him forward, he opened it up And then he left and logged back out It's kind of a pain in the neck, but it's a way to do it So he blows the hatch, you go into that door And now you're into the next part of Dire Mall North So this hallway, you've got some Mobs that are kind of midway through And there's a mob that's at the very end And he is the last boss That you have to deal with before the boss you have to kill That guy's name is Captain Cromrush. Cromrush, as I understand it He's one of the hardest bosses in World of Warcraft. Really? The guy is supposed to hit, yeah, the guy is supposed to hit like a ton of bricks. I've never actually attacked him because I've always done this as a tribute run. But one of these days I want to see exactly how hard he hits. The good news is he's completely avoidable so long as you can now make that Gordok Ogre suit. So it's time to put the Gordok Ogre suit on. Once you do that, be sure to dance around because, you know, it's just hot. Seeing all the belly fat jiggle and... Just do it after (laughs) dinner when the person wearing the ogre suit goes to talk to Captain Cromrush, they have a little exchange where Cromrush says that somebody spoke to him in a bad way. Mm-hmm. And he goes... He, he gets mad. He just leaves. He has to go, you know, <laughs> kick some butt or something. And he runs...
0: That ogre suit was pretty fun.
2: Yeah, you can do like all kinds of emotes with it. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's really the only time. Even with the Halloween buffs that you get, I don't think any of them really turn you into an ogre like that.
0: No, the but the the dance that the ogre suit that you do in the ogre suit is basically the moonkin dance only as like a a rather large, naked,
3: (laughs) obese Uh, gentleman. What what more could you ask for? (laughs) In a a diaper, it's the
4: adult baby suit.
3: (laughs) But you get your weapons though. More tattoos.
2: But he's holding your weapons, so Kern Katera actually wore the ogre suit, because it was hot, and she actually was wearing, had her mace and book in Uh the chat, so that was pretty amusing. I was so excited! Sword-wielding adult baby, with book. So after you get through uh, Captain Cromcrush, then you go into the next room where you have, this is kind of the end room. Stay to the right, because you can avoid most of the mobs, which happen to be on the left. There are patrols of dogs. So when I said you're done with the dogs earlier on, I totally lied, because now you've got a lot more dogs to deal with, and this is another potential point where you can wipe. Not like anybody that's pro would wipe here, of course I'm just not. saying. Of course not, yeah. It, it could happen that it's you could wipe It
4: And if it did, it could potentially wipe the whole party and shame you badly.
3: If you had any sense of shame, yeah.
0: If that happened yeah. at all.
3: Not like that would ever happen
2: though. No, if you're no, a pro and no, you no, listen no, no, to this no. podcast. Yeah. So, we so, went
0: over and just kind of sat down in a happy place. We didn't really die. No. <laughs> we just kind of napped. <laughs>
3: we do that a lot. We, we sit napped. down in a happy place.
0: We just kind of power napped yeah. over in the corner.
3: <laughs> well, exactly. Uh, Tavern
4: cast hosts are elite. We don't yeah you know it's
0: not part of that and not something So tell us what we dip- do next then Bill, if we if we weren't power <laughs> napping off in the corner
2: If you weren't power napping off in the corner you want to gather up the dogs that are immediately in front of you and AoE them down and a uh, and watch out because there are patrolling packs of dogs as well. So you could end up, I don't know, say, killing all of the dogs and then, you know, maybe actually getting killed yourself in the process and then maybe res some of your party and kind of halfway through the res actually get aggro on one of these patrolling dogs. You wouldn't want to do that. Mm. That would be something that would be If that bad. were to happen, only really entirely.
4: noobs would do something. That's that's
2: dirty, dirty, <laughs> <noobs>. <laughs> dirty, dirty mm. noobs. Dirty, dirty noobs. <laughs> dirty noobs. <laughs> so you kill you end up killing those dogs, and you'll see directly in front of you there's a basically a dais or a platform and a ramp that's directly in front. You want to clear enough of those dogs so you can just walk right up that ramp and you will see, don't go too far up because at the top of it you will see King Gordok and Cho Rush, the observer. they're not incredibly difficult, but there definitely is a good strategy that um Cromley is going to cover in amazing detail <laughs> and uh technically. And once you kill, and the good news is, is that once you kill these guys, this is the end. They, uh, you kill, you, you actually don't kill Cho Rush, you kill the king, and you then become the king of Dire Maul by talking to Cho Rush at the end, and you get this great kingly buff, and you reap the rewards that we'll, uh, we'll cover soon as well. And you make your way out. Uh, and be sure, don't I'm saying it now, in case anybody stops the uh, show right now, because Lord knows there've been a lot of people that just listen up to my, like my point and then say, yeah, yeah, the rest of it. <laughs> that's blah, all blah, blah, we blah. need. <laughs> uh, that's all we need. I'm done after Bill is perfect, but to listen to the end because you don't want to hearth out at this point. You want to make your way out of Dire Mall and and um, get, get what's goodies. coming to you. But so if you did hearth out hear. right now, all you'd hear is. bosses? Is this some kind of trash run? How are we not supposed to kill any bosses? This is like madness! Madness, I tell you! So, Cromley, any ideas on how to get around all those bosses?
3: So, these are the, uh, quote-unquote bosses that you've don't actually kill. Uh, really, the key to these guys is just to get around them one okay, way or another. Thanks for a point. You're welcome. <laughs> first one is actually that gu- the one that we didn't do, which is the one you have to go kill kill to get a key. I assume he's just a pretty standard boss. He is, and there's there's packs of dogs that are down there that you have to be careful
2: with. But there's nothing. nothing he's real not. Tricky. No.
3: So technically, he's the first boss if you're if you're going to get him to, to get that key. If you're not, the first boss that you come up against will be Guard Fingus and he just kinda of patrols around, and uh, the, really the tricky thing with him is getting past him and getting that other key without him aggroing on you. And one tip that we use, which makes a lot of sense, is to put one of the raid icons on him because you can see those basically through everything else, so you can kinda of get keep an eye on where he's at as you're, you know, fighting the other mobs around there or sneaking up to get that key up on, the, up on that platform. If you do aggro him, Basically, the the tip they give you, thankfully we never did, but the the tip they give you is to have, for example, your tank or something, just keep him busy while everyone else runs out of the the instance, and then the tank dies, or whoever's keeping him busy, and uh, that will not reset it, and you can just come back to where you were. You know, pre-aggroing him and, and res the guy.
5: I hear
4: that leaving behind a, an offering of Twinkies and Suzy Q's actually helps. Really? We should have tried that. that. I've never <laughs> seen those
3: items in the game, though.
2: <laughs> it must be a high-level cooking item. It is, it is. This is going to be bad for my
3: diet, but so tempting. <laughs> oh, well. Guard Fengas, <laughs> you are not the
4: biggest loser. <laughs> the
3: other thing I was wondering, and I, maybe you guys would know, is is if you are fighting him to, to let the others escape, I don't know if vanishing or feigning death would, would let you get back without resetting it, so that might be something to try if you're in that situation. But obviously the best thing is just to keep an eye on where he's at and stay away from him as you as you make your way through that area. Uh, the second one is our buddy Guard Slipkick, which is a great name. He also patrols around, and he is the one with the broken trap just sitting right there right next to him that he apparently never notices. So the trick with him is to wait until he wanders off, kill any mobs that are in the, in the way, and then go up and fix the trap with one frost oil and one thorium widget. And once you fix the trap, he will... Blunder right back into it and get frozen by the frost trap until you leave the instance. So mm-hmm, it's a pretty handy mm-hmm. way to get around him. You mm-hmm. think they would, after a while, get rid of that thing? It's like the most uber frost trap ever. Yeah, it, yeah. all the hunters wish they had that frost trap.
0: It's a tetanus issue. You know, oh. you just sta- step on it and yeah. they're, you know. It's like
3: lockjaw, except more. Exactly. Oh, man, have you
4: ever seen the ogre camps, though, in the rest of the game? I mean, they crap all over their own camp. That's true. It's crap where on but, the
3: ground. But that doesn't cause a giant block of frost. Hey, do you think we should get rid of that old frost trap? I don't
2: know. Every five minutes I get stuck in it. At least we don't have dung. Guess it's not that bad.
4: I'd rather go to the Sam Goody and get the K-Fed CD that no one's buying. Sounds
3: good. I like sexy back. (laughs) Okay, so so then the next guy is our buddy Captain Cromrush. And like we said, the key with him is to... Uh, use the Gordok suit, turn yourself into an ogre, make sure you do your ogre dance, and then walk up and talk to him, and he'll get mad and go charging off. What are the other um, materials that you need for the Gordok suit other than the tannin? You actually need four bolts of rune cloth,
2: eight rugged leather, and two rune thread. Now, the benefit of having a tailor with you who has to m- who has run this before is that all of those materials get reduced by half. So that would be okay. two bolts of rune cloth, four rugged leather, and one rune thread for those who are a math challenge or who cannot reverse and figure that out for themselves.
4: God, it's amazing that Bill just answers this stuff. Like He, he, like,
3: God, he knows so much.
2: It's amazing. He's, he's, he's like a fount of Wiki information. Wiki Bill. He's actually he's Wiki, Wiki, Bill. Bill. Uh, well, Wiki Bill. Wiki, Wiki, Wiki Bill. Infernal Wiki? Infernal Wiki. Infernal Wiki. Wiki. <laughs> oh, See, little do you guys know that all that information is completely wrong. You actually need okay. two strong stones three uh, broken one weapons enchanted <laughs> Yeah, whatever the hell that stuff is. <laughs> and a twinkie. Four copper a bars slimy bone <laughs> and a partridge and a pear tree. And a Twinkie.
3: Those are hard to by. You always need a Twinkie. And a Twinkie. And some candy corn. And that's all I need. And that's all. So that's the captain. Um he's basically the last boss before you go up and kill the king. The deal with the king is he has that observer with him and you want that observer to stay alive to see you beat the king. So you need some way to keep that observer busy while you fight the king. And, you know, you can off-tank him, or I suppose you could probably use a Voidwalker. What, did we use a um, sure. walker. Yeah, yeah, so basically you need an off-tank or, or maybe like a Shaman or something can go up and, and just keep that observer busy, and then you can fight down the king. And really what they say about the king is he hits really hard, but other than that, he's a pretty standard boss. So, you know, you got to let your tank get aggro and make sure he keeps aggro. And ke- make sure that, you know, as your warlock steal aggro, that he can get it back. And, you know, the, the normal things that are in any pod people boss fight. We don't steal aggro, we commandeer it. <laughs> you borrow it. <laughs> <laughs> You're happy to return it after a little while. So basically, yeah, so then you, you uh, kill down the king, and then the observer's there to, to see your victory and pronounce you king. Oh, the other thing I had, I had written down as I was, I was thinking about this is I was wondering, is it possible to do this as a straight-out stealth run? You just stealth past everything if you have, like, druids and rogues and... Go right up to the king and the observer?
4: The answer is yes. I, I saw yeah. numerous things online really? about That's that. That's pretty yeah. cool. You, you can use invisibility potions, too. In yeah, they
3: had back. written down some of these you can avoid. Like, um, Guard fungus, obviously, is He's easy He's the to avoid. hardest
4: one, actually. Oh, or they had no, said no, Slipkick. Slip kick yeah, yeah, the, the, the trap
3: is, is very hard to avoid, but yeah. you can do it with enough, um... You know, if you're all stealthy, obviously, or if you have some invisibility potions. Yeah. It might be fun to try that
4: sometime. They said they said even if you do, are gonna do a stealth run, you should bring the frost oil and the thorium widget, anyways, to set the trap off to get slipkick. Because yeah, apparently, because otherwise that room really is tricky. so infested with mobs <coughs> that it's an aggro magnet in there. I love how smart the AI is in this game. Oh, look, a couple of my men dead. Bob in front of the ground. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
5: well. Oh. I
4: gotta go find a ho ho.
2: He's, he's a union worker. Uh, I don't get paid to patrol more than this area.
0: That's not stipulated in my contract.
2: (laughs) I don't get paid to investigate dead soldiers under my my command. Sure sounds to me like those Gordok Ogres are ready for a tavern-cast revolution. But wait, before anyone goes to overthrow the fascist Ogre regime, let's see if there are any quests we can pick up beforehand. Eloy, we're all yours.
4: Okay, quests. We've gone over quite a bit of this stuff already. There's only a couple of quests actually in Dymal Dynamo- North. Basically, the first one that you run into when you go in there is in the uh, Halls of Destruction, which is the area where Slipkick is in. And it's a friendly NPC named Not Thimblejack, and he's the main quest giver for DM North. Wait, is he Thimblejack? Thimblejack. Not Thimblejack is the name. Wait, you he said he's Not is Thimblejack. Is
0: he or is he Not
2: He,
4: he, he is Not Thimblejack. So I what see. is he then? He, Not a Thimblejack... Is
2: the not Thimblejack? Not Thimblejack. Yeah.
4: Not no. Not
3: <laughs> who's on first?
4: He is not
3: the <laughs> NPC. Not, not wait. He is Jack. not primarily.
4: Thimblejack. Primarily. It's a not. negative.
3: No, he is not. Not not Thimblejack. Thim- no, that's no, a triple negative. Wait a yes.
4: well, You're not. Right. Well, no.
3: That's actually a double negative.
4: Incorrect. Actually, that's not right.
3: Not not. You're saying that he's not not yeah. not 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 Thimblejack. So that guy. That's a quadruple <laughs>
4: negative. So the NPC K Thimblejack is the main <laughs> quest giver for DM North. He is found in the middle of the instance just beyond the freeze trap for guard Slipnick, mm-hmm. and he gives a quest for the Gordok ogre suit, which you'll need to continue the tribute run. That's the thing that actually goes and makes the suit that we've been talking about. He's also got a quest called Free K or Free Not, but you know that's not, free. That's not what we're talking about here. So Free K, which requires the Gordok shackle key, that's that random drop everybody's talking about um you should have uh you should save freeing k until you finished off the king since the plan is to come back later when it's safer. There's also, and I wasn't aware of this because I've only run the the uh, tribute run once now, Bill. So what is this other quest thing that you do after the fact? And I know that uh, Infernal Wiki will know the answer if we ask him. So <laughs>
2: oh, great Infernal Wiki guy! Infernal
4: Wiki, tell us. Pray Put a tell quarter us. Quarter into his tell and us rub about his these, in. The other. Yeah, I
3: quest. got some quarters in my pocket.
2: Uh, the final quest, which is Crom uh, Rush, is uh, where he ran to when you told him that somebody was talking about him at the end, Uh. you run back to where you got that initial key to get through the first door, and he's milling around there, and he'll give you this quest to go bring back the Gordok Gauntlet of Might, or something like that. It's basically an item that drops off the prince in Dire West. Uh, As you know, the, the way, the only way to kill the prince in Diremal West is to do an entire Diremal West run. So after you do the Diremal tribute run, you gotta go all the way to Diremal West, do an entire thing where you kill Immalthar and turn it, you know, drop the shield and walk at the sparkly thing up in front and go kill that guy and then you go over to the prince and that turns in red and then you kill the prince and then you get the Gordok Gauntlet of Might. Then you have to do another tribute run. So then you gotta avoid all the bosses and avoid the first boss and then reset the frost trap and then go all the way up and make the Gordok over suit of might and then talk to Chromcrush and he runs back and then go get, turn into the king. Then once you kill a king, then you go over and become king. You turn it all the way back and you talk to Crown Shen and find out that you forgot the Gordok gauntlet in your bank. <laughs> then you Please do slow down this again.
4: tavern cast production for clarity.
2: <laughs> yeah, only a noob would actually go through all that and realize that they forgot forgot their stupid quest turn in back in their back
0: That's never happened to you, Hezebel
2: No, No, That would never happen never. to you. Never. Of course, I have no idea what the reward is when you turn that thing in, because I forgot, not because I never turned it in and, and have no idea what the quest reward might be. But I'm sure it's uber. I'm sure, I'm sure it's, it's great. really, really good.
4: That's Infernal Wiki giving you authoritative information that you get nowhere else.
3: <laughs> Need some users to edit that entry.
4: All right, so once you finish the instance, then, you're crowned the king of Dharamal, and you gain access to a large cache of loot. They're all rare blues, so that's really cool. And they're all pretty good. The array of the potential drops is pretty big, so we're not going to go through everything that that you can possibly get out of it. Let's give you an example. Um, Kern Kuthere got a really sweet staff. What was it, Kern?
0: It was the staff of the Ogre Magic. It was hot. It's blue, and it's really pretty. It looks like a cross at the top with a red thing through it, kind of like from (laughs) Raiders of the Lost Ark. And when I'm, and when I'm shadow, and when I'm shadow, it goes shadow with the rest of me, so you can't really see it, but it's still pretty cool hanging off my back when I'm running.
4: Other players are like getting loot and they're like, whoa, plus one hundred and two to shadow damage. It's blue. It's like
0: it's blue and pretty, <laughs> and, and it looks cool. It's got some really when you when you open up the window to see what it's what it does. There's green writing at the bottom. It's a, it's something extra that it does. It's- <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty cool. So yeah, no, I love it. It. <laughs> there's something
4: extra. You know what? No no, 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 no. No one's saying anything else. Let's just leave it there. That's the show right there. That is it. That is the loot. You get really sweet blue loot, and it looks awesome. And there's green stuff. It looks cool. And there's, there's green stuff extra. on it, and it's sweet. Thank
2: you, Tevin. Can't argue
3: with that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Eloy compared the the staff of the Ogre Magi to his purple Fang of Venoxus, and they were incredibly comparable. Really? Yeah, yep. so, and it, it's, it's a very good, the difference is you can have, you know, you can have an offhand weapon with this dagger, but that ogre rod, whatever, is a blue, and it is um, very, very, very good.
4: And then when you leave, uh, as you go back and you re-encounter the uh, guards and the uh, Captain Cromrush Rush that you previously were able to avoid, they're all friendly to you. In fact, the whole instance goes green and, and becomes friendly, as Bill said. And so you're walking through, and each of these guards will now give you a buff. And they include, and I'm not going to tell you what guards, because that would ruin the surprise And plus, which I don't have the names like right here in front of me, so, you know, whatever. So um, they'll give you plus 200 uh, attack, attack power, score, 15% stamina plus 3% to crit with spells. And the best part of the whole thing, honestly, in my perspective, is that you get to Stomper Krieg, and he is just deluged with alcohol. It is running out the gullets, and you can buy tons and tons of alcohol from him at cheap bargain basement prices, and it's the quality good stuff, not the really cheap. That's stuff.
2: my kind of ogre.
4: Yeah, and um, and uh, <laughs> he also sells the volatile rum, which is used in, in ale, chemical recipes.
0: Mm-hmm making goblin rocket fuel for those of you who wouldn't necessarily go by and click on the bosses on the way out it kind of expecting something like Orgrimmar when they bring a dragon head, everybody gets the buff all at once you actually have to click on the bosses on your way out to get the buffs, because if you just walk past them you're, you're going to miss out on your plus 2% crit to spells and your stamina buff and everything else
6: are we done yet?
2: we sure are it's time to collect that pad loot and those hot buffs, and let the Gordok Ogre shine our shoes. As we head out and bid adieu to Dire Mall, let's listen in as our drunken hosts leave us with some lasting
6: impressions. You say I'm a mean ogre. You want me to change for you. You say I'm a mean ogre. Well, what can I say? It's true. You say I'm a mean ogre.
2: So that's it for Dire Mall. We've been to uh, East, West, and now North and did the famous Tribute Run. I, I, I personally find it pretty exciting. It's it's a fun instance, as we said all along. It's great for anybody that's under 60. Dire Mall North is even good for people that are 60. I think a lot of the stuff in the Tribute Box is better than the uh, Tier 0 stuff that a lot of people are finding. Um, pretty good, pretty you know, good. Yeah, it's got a lot. If you're looking for... You know, from my perspective, from the Warlock perspective, there's a lot of plus damage, plus shadow damage stuff that's in there. And it's a different way to do an instance, which is a lot of fun. I mean, so if you're not even focused on the too, Lots. There always seems to be so much play. I've heard one of, one of the warriors we ran with said that one of the drops off the Prince was the best one-handed tanking weapon, I guess pre-Molten Core maybe. Hmm. Um, so there's a lot of good stuff. It's a fun thing to do. It's a fun place to be. It's a different way to do an instance. And if you've got the time, I highly recommend it. And the buffs that you get from the end of the tribute run are great to take with you for, you know, for instance, on a molten core run. It can really help. So that's it. Thanks for coming along. And next field trip, we're going to head to somewhere that's even more fun and more different, like Eloy's house, which is an adventure in and of itself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but my swirly entrance portal
4: takes a key to get in. Welcome to
2: Eloy's
0: house. Where the laundry walks itself.
4: <laughs> I'm really glad that I got a jungle rhythm to my house though that's, that's yeah I don't fine. know why
2: I just I would have picked that myself. Thanks everyone. See you next time. Be sure to be ready for the test next Thursday. Number two pencils please sharpened and ready to go. Return from another Taverncast field trip. We hope you found this week's adventure fun and informative.
1: Please be sure to
2: complete your review questions at the end of this chapter and submit your questionnaires to www.taverncast.com. Thanks again and looking forward to seeing you next time on another Taverncast field trip. Bye bye. So long. Bye bye. Bye bye now. See you next time.
4: that's gonna wrap it up for Tamacast 29 the Thanksgiving show if you're in the United States happy Thanksgiving to
3: you all yeah, visit us online at our website at www.taverncast.com. You can uh, sign up for our forums there as well. And uh, give us a call on the Skype line It's 734-418-8727 or just use the username TavernCast.
0: If you visit our website, as Cromley mentioned, there will be a button in the lower
3: left-hand, left-hand
0: corner right now for donating. If you donate in the amount of $15 or more, you become a subscriber. And for one year, you have access to some really, really cool... Awesome outtakes and other goody things that only subscribers have access to. It's definitely worth your while. Check it out.
3: And check out our website at taverncaststore.com for great TavernCast items.
2: And thanks, everybody, for visiting www.thepondpeople.net. We've had incredible amounts of people submitting applications and we've accepted very few of them and nevertheless we found ourselves to quickly become the number one horde guild on our server so because of the size and girth that we all carry <laughs> with us we have closed applications for the foreseeable future uh, but be sure to check back from time to time for, because you never know if we're going to open them in the year 2008 thanks for playing
4: so happy Thanksgiving everybody out there oh. this has been TavernCast
3: come on, for come on, come on.
2: Cheesy 29 we'll see you later this is Alexis. goodbye bye bye see ya okay Bill go bye everybody Eat lots of turkey. Don't sleep so much. Get back to work. Enjoy your four days off. Long live the Horde. Bye, everybody. Thanks for playing. Be sure to see you next time. Enjoy the Burning Crusade. By the time this comes out, that'll be out. And, th- and for any of our people that are out in Australia or Europe or anywhere oh, stop, else stop, the stop, United stop, States, it's kind stop, of a country Stop, stop, on Thanksgiving. stop, <laughs> <laughs>
1: Taverncast is recorded live in front of a studio audience. Taverncast does not endorse underage drinking and reminds those of you who are of age to have a stout heart and drink responsibly. Visit us online at www.taverncast.com. Yeah.
4: Give do me a final before you I'll just trail please. it off. You
5: don't.
2: <laughs> She's, so yeah, and so at the end of the dire moment, uh, coming up next.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, I can't take anything seriously if I have to look at your mug with those two ducks. A
2: duck duck goose. Right, 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 right. I know we all had a pretty eventful week. I know I did. What <laughs> with the anima and everything.
3: Eloysiar uh, <laughs> what did you do this week? Who's Eloysiar <laughs>
1: Who is Aloy CR? Have you
2: ever
3: actually listened to our show, Bill? Come on. Yeah, who is
0: Aloy CR? <laughs> I don't even know. Michael, I want you to tell your dad he's a noob. A
1: dirty okay. noob. <laughs> he said, day oh, they said that. They wanted you to say, Do a dirty noob? <laughs> what?!
6: <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: oh, Many years ago, Christopher Columbus and his pilgrim buddies come to America on a boat called the Mayflower to live because the English king wouldn't let the Jewish people go. So Moses, who was a friend of Christopher Columbus, rented three boats, the Mayflower, the Santa Maria, and the USS Enterprise. When they landed on America, an Indian squaw, named Sacagawea met them and traded them pelts for beer and then showed them how to de-gut a rabbit. That night, her friends danced around with their boobs hanging out and balanced clay pots on their heads. The head pilgrim then baptized all the Indians to be Christians and they shot turkeys and played horseshoes. It was General Custer's birthday and three Oriental kings showed up with presents of myrrh and other crap. Many pilgrims didn't survive the first winter because they didn't have heat because Jimmy Carter, who was president of the pilgrims, had an oil embargo. Sacagawea and her Indian friend burnt buffalo turds and heated the camp. The pilgrims was thankful. However, it smelled so bad animals come out of the forest two by two. The Lord then made a rainbow appear to let the people know that he would never make turds burn again and cause a horrible smell. Sacagawea fell in love with Kimosabe, and they were married on that first Thanksgiving and lived in a tent with wheels that's right all the pilgrims were happy they were away from the king and safe in a new land and to beat that they all landed right on Thanksgiving day